You are going to vote tomorrow in the election. The millennial generation is the America's biggest, biggest, biggest generation since 1965. The political revolution of the millennial. Welcome to Political, political Playlist. <laughs> All right, are we ready, guys? Happy hour. Happy, Happy hour. hour. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, everybody. Welcome think, to Political Playlist Happy Hour. Is Alistair Duckworth now our official correspondent, like The Daily Show? He is our he is our overseas UK correspondent. God, he sounded terrible. Yeah, I mean, Man. they're all basically on their deathbed. Those they're just it's just nothing but people. funerals and brandy over there. Good God. Sounds like someone's been watching a lot of the Queen's funeral. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm so God save the Queen. Michael God is eating it up. Screw yeah. everything else happening in the world. That's all that. No, matters, it's it's been wild. I've been and it turns out my parents are like even more fascinated with this. that doesn't surprise me i guess yeah my mom was up at 5 a.m to watch no the yes that's excessive yes and she, was- she said she said that she did the same thing for princess diana's wedding 40 yeah. years ago oh my gosh wow my, my, my mom file my mom's great the same. wow yeah. okay well enough about your mothers and, and their i love my mom royals and we love our mothers yes yeah. everyone knows that these are two millennial <laughs> boys mama's boys moms. Okay. wait but i did right. hear a little rumor anthony that maybe you lost a fantasy football bet and you're gonna do something Ooh. right now that's gonna entertain uh-huh. us yeah uh-huh. so so basically i um got last place in fantasy football this week tracks that tracks yeah yep yeah since i'm really big in the sports world um so <laughs> i have to take a shot because i got the lowest score amazing i was supposed to do it at work but i work <laughs> better better so you didn't i did no. not um so now the penalty is taking two shots okay so. amazing <laughs> bottoms up All right here we, here we go. go are you taking Drunk shots Tony. of martinis well, no, I, I just made a, oh, I, I chill my, oh my God. Some ice big. cold vodka. I also he's don't like, have. He's doing vermouth shooters. I don't have shot glasses because I'm in Denver. So here we go. Cheers. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, my God. oh those are big. Whoa, wow. Oh, oh, oh my God. God. I like, I feel like I'm going to throw wow. up just watching him. Ew. Damn. Ew. Ew. I'm good. I'm good. Oh my I'm God. Amazing. I'm amazing. Okay. Yeah, prove it was vodka, you wuss. <sighs> All right, wow. what else is happening in the world besides well, Anthony's? I, we obviously we have we have the Queen's funeral. God save the Queen. Uh, now we say God save the King. Uh, speaking of the King of Pop, the new King of Pop, Harry Styles has a whole bunch of controversy. We won't wade into that. We will wade a little bit into the thing that everybody seems to be talking about, which is. Uh, the flying of undocumented migrants up to Martha's Vineyard. So I feel like everybody kind of has a general idea of what happened there. But some of the specifics are as follows. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, Republican who is likely a uh, presidential front runner for 2024, basically worked in conjunction with Governor Abbott of Texas, also a Republican, to send 50 undocumented migrants via two airplanes, unbeknownst to anybody, up to Martha's Vineyard, obviously a wealthy beach community where, among others, Barack Obama has a house. So, uh, Anna, there's sort of a little bit more going on here, right? I mean, there's some maybe potential illegality with this. Yeah, so there's, there's two things. 
One is there is a class action lawsuit now filed from the migrants mm. against Ron DeSantis, basically um, accusing him and his state government of misleading them about where they were going. The other piece of this is that there is a sheriff of a county in Texas, which is where apparently these 50 people originated from when they came to the United States. And what he is saying is they have evidence that there was a Venezuelan immigrant who was paid to basically trick the migrants into getting on a plane to Florida with wow. this whole kind of plan in place. So that would be not a class action lawsuit, but a criminal investigation against Ron DeSantis and perhaps Governor Abbott, but I've only heard about it against DeSantis right now. Um, Interesting. But yeah, I mean, obviously this is like such a hot button issue and I feel like it's, I mean, it's just so inflammatory in, in either direction. And we've right. seen a lot of people on social media that we cover on political playlists saying a whole host of things about this, but those are kind of the facts. Right. And I think what's so the, the thing that Anthony is not being talked far. about, the thing that's not being talked about um, is Anthony's tolerance for shots. Yeah. Wow, I'm impressed. Um, but, you know, the thing that isn't, here's what's not coming out of all this, right? Plenty of outrage is coming from this. Plenty of people saying this is inhumane. Plenty of people saying serves them right. What's not coming out of this is comprehensive immigration reform. Right. Or any substantive policy, right? And I think that, I think personally, it feels like a disgusting political stunt that goes nowhere in solving the issue, which there is a real issue. And so I hope that this thing brings more people talking about it to actually bring about action. It's kind of interesting, right? It might have that effect. Yeah. Well, and like DeSantis could claim that's what he's doing. Right. I mean, I think the idea right. is these border state governors saying you don't understand what is actually, actually happening, happening at these ports right. of entry. Right. And maybe or maybe not these other states do or don't. But I think that that's an interesting point, Michael, is like this is actually starting a conversation in which a conversation perhaps has not really been happening. And I, you know, I personally don't think that like humans should be misled to prove a point. Right. But I do think that there is a conversation to be had. I guess maybe where my pessimism comes in is like, this is only dividing people further. Right. And I don't see how it's going to actually bring people of differing opinions to the table, which is what we ultimately need to solve the problem. Humans are mis misled every day by other humans. All <laughs> so, right. All right. Yeah. Uh, but there was have either of you been to Martha's Vineyard? Actually, um, I haven't. I have. It's lovely. Yeah. No surprise. But we're both there. from the right. Northeast. No surprise so. there. Yeah. <laughs> it is lovely. And, you know, I. Yeah, I've heard it's beautiful. Whatever. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say other than. I don't, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't have anything else other to say than I think it's kind of an interesting sort of just sociological thing to look at if yeah. this will open a conversation that otherwise wouldn't have been had, but will that conversation actually make a difference in what it needs to, which is policy, you know, right. conversations and noise don't really mean anything unless there's policy to back them up. Hey, at some point in the near future, we're going to be getting a lot more immigrants, migrants from wars and 
uh, famine, you know, climate, famine, climate disasters, heavily, you know, years. like yeah. it should also give everyone a rude awakening and figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's been happening. I mean, this is what George W. Bush said he was going to prioritize and then nine 11 happened and he obviously just didn't, but so it's right. like, there's this more isn't. important things. Well, no, I I'm think, just saying that it's not like this is yeah, a no, new problem. I'm putting that in quotes, right? I'm sorry. This is yeah. an audio medium in case you forgot. So I think what could be a, I think what could be an interesting, effective, um, you know, potential post-presidency endeavor is Bush 43 and Obama joining together to sort of create a, an organization that promotes, you know, a comprehensive immigration plan in a way that Bush 41 and Clinton really mm. kind of came together on a lot of issues. Um, amazing idea. Let's do yeah. them. Not yeah. using prior presidents. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. And particularly, you know, I think Bush has a lot of credibility coming of from course. Texas with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, cool. Uh, well, let's get to the tweets, guys. Twitter, Twitter. There is um, no chance you guys get my tweet. Oh, but, uh, all right. well, then challenge all right. accepted. Why Bring it so, on first. Yeah, let's um, go. I'm gonna just call <laughs> call a spade oh, a spot. Oh, no, no, I'm not getting this one. The shots are the shots are definitely hitting. President <laughs> Biden. Yeah, I'm speaking before I start slurring my words. <laughs> President right. Biden continues to break all of the wrong records. Mm. He has issued more executive orders than any president since Gerald Ford at a cost of one and a half trillion dollars to you. We have to hold him accountable. Obviously a Republican. I'm feeling like it's somebody we haven't heard from lately. I mean, I'm just gonna say this because I wanna say it. Is it August Fluger? <laughs> no, no. Hold on. You got it wrong. I'm, I'm that's, feeling. That's I was just doing that for entertainment value. Now it's all up to Michael. I feel like it's Nicole Maliotakis. Well, you got that's a, good a woman, correct? Yeah. It's a woman. Maybe Elise Stefanik, second guess. No, but close mm-hmm. again. Kat Kamak. No, 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 no. Middle of the country. Um. Middle of the country woman. Abby. Oh, wow. Ashley Hinson. Yes. All right. We oh. got to break down that hint I knew for you, a second. I knew, I, I knew you wouldn't. We got to break one. down that hint for a second. Ashley Hinson, Ash- Republican representative from Iowa's first district. She beat out Abby Finkenauer, who we have interviewed on this very yeah. show, who was one of the first young politicians that we were ever aware of in Congress. And Ashley beat her in 2020. Ashley went to USC. Fight on. Yeah, fight on. Fight That's on. true. And she was she used to be a news broadcaster, I believe. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. So, wow. so the reason I picked this was one. It, it, it this was one of those tweets where I was like, oh, I want to go look this up, mm-hmm. right? And I'm on honestly very interested in executive orders for people who do not know what that what that really is. Um, it allows the president to, you know, basically make a enforcement authority to use, you know, their discretion to enforce anything related to resources and staff of the executive branch. Yep. And at political playlist, we know that as a text from Anna. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anna uses this all the time. What um, talk about EOs. Oh boy. <laughs> executive orders have usually um, influenced internal affairs of the government you know, deciding, you know, what degree legislation should be enforced, 
dealing with emergencies, waging wars, um, you know, uh, uh, emergencies on that, like health emergencies. Um, and they have basically started, uh, you know, since George Washington, every president has done one except one president. You won't get this. So I'm just going to tell you who that is William Carson. Oh, um, but one of the reasons why I picked this is after I researched it, like we should all do when we read tweets yeah. is it is absolutely wrong in how it is being presented. And, you know, USC alum, you should know better. Wow. Annenberg alum. Come it's, on. it's, it's truthful. in in some aspect yeah. where Biden has issued more executive orders in his first year, um, and as well, I don't believe in his, you know, not in a second, but it's not the whole picture. Right. It's basically what it is. And then when you also look at um, other presidents in the past who have issued way more over a shorter period of time, also mm -hmm. misleading. But what my question to you guys is in a divided world that we live in so much, do you believe executive orders are just going to be the thing that presidents do? I mean, to an extent, yeah, right. It's like, I think that's no. the issue is that we have this power in place where a president can be effective in the way that they want, but that that action or that, you know, viewpoint or policy or whatever only lasts as long as their term does. And so it's kind of like, it's important in one sense, it's important because it allows whoever the people have elected to at least put in some of the policies that they were apparently elected to put in place. But at the same time, I don't think that we actually make progress as a nation like that because they just undo each other. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that it ultimately becomes a legislative band-aid, right? It doesn't yeah. actually address long-term solves for issues but mm -hmm. it does lead to action and i yeah. feel like such a resounding complaint from congress is their inaction right the constant like all right well let's study this and create a committee to study that and we'll talk about it and then send some letters you know it's like executive order it's like no we're doing it here we go starting mm -hmm. tomorrow right and i feel like that's the fundamental difference between the executive branch and the legislative branch. And well, so I, I think, don't think that they're bad necessarily. I don't think they're bad either, but I think what is hard is that as a public, it's like a president is never in place enough for us to even right. really see the long-term effects of an executive action. And also, I guess more than that, an executive action, even if it does do something sort of like universally good for people in even the short term, we now are so divided that you're never going to get acknowledgement from the other party that that was a good idea. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. I guess publicly, maybe privately, but I don't, you will yeah. never know. If I ever become president. Yes. Pizza parties <laughs> in, in the halls of Congress. We're yeah. There. Two months to figure out healthcare executive order. Yeah. If it's, if it passed my time frame, I don't think you can pass today. an executive order on healthcare. Cause it has to do with. No, no. Then I'll end up having some, it, believe me, I will find a way. Okay. <laughs> okay. Help well, turning into a dictator. All right. Well, this is a good, this is a good segue into my tweet because Perfect. 
Mine has to do with compromise and deal-making. Oh, Great. It. We love All it. right. It. Here we go. Anthony's right. drunk. The looming national freight hashtag railroad strike could cost our economy $2 billion a day. Mm. Negotiators need to remain at the table and work together on an agreement that avoids the strike. The ball's in the railroad's court. And the reputation as an industry is at stake. Wow, this really could be Republican or Democrat. This is hard. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's a moderate because it just seems so not like trying to make you feel something insane. Uh-huh. Right. Um, Where's the railroad? Like a big part of the country. Yeah. Or like workers. Well, hang on to that question because we're going to get to that. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm going to dive in and say, go with your gut. Alisa, Alyssa Slotkin. Mm, good guess. Anthony. Mm, I feel like it's someone from like Kansas. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mark Wayne Mullen. Mm-hmm. All right. Not bad. No, Not he's bad. Too extreme. Seth Moulton. Oh, Massachusetts. Yeah. He does love he does love big train guy. He loves train trains guy. and infrastructure. Yep. Yeah. No, he's all about high speed railway. Right, yeah, right, right. Idiots, right. man. Yeah, I know. And I, I he's like game. one of my guys. God, I so hey, that, I think, that's a good one, Michael. You yeah, know who's obviously. you know, you know where Seth Moulton has definitely been? Martha's Yeah, talking at Martha's Yeah. Yeah, he was actually tweeting about that too. He wants a high speed um, rail from his district of Massachusetts <laughs> yeah. to Martha's Vineyard. So the the quick snapshot is that um, last week we came within like hours of of a of a national rail worker strike. Yeah, people this kind of forgot about this. Yeah, and it was like kind of a huge deal because would have been um, insane if it. Happened. It would have been insane. And let me give you some stats, right? Obviously, you heard the two billion a day, right, from the tweet, but. of our long distance cargo transport happens by train in this country. So there is not a big enough truck fleet to even make up for that. Were there to be a strike? One third of grain exports travels by train. One half of all fertilizer travels by train. And three fourths of all finished vehicles in the country arrive to their destinations via train. So this is like a massive artery throughout our country that I feel like we constantly overlook. And effectively, we had two sides. We had the unions and we had the railroad companies. And the unions were basically trying to demand higher wages and paid medical leave. Currently, the rail workers could would not get paid if they had to take a day to go to the doctors or something. So, uh, and obviously, you know, higher wages, they tentatively agreed to a 24% increase over five years Mm. in wages, which amounts to about $11,000 per worker. Mm. So obviously, you know, this goes back to the, the age old argument of, you know, workers, unions versus big business, right? And the Biden administration was instrumental in brokering this deal along with transportation secretary and um, commerce secretary. Can I just interrupt you for a second? As you say that, like, what is so funny to me is just how freaking terrible Democrats are at messaging. Like, yeah, the fact that Biden did that, albeit potentially temporarily, 
and avoided or helped to avoid a huge delay in our supply chain, which is already screwed. But like we who are very engaged and read the news every day, blah, 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 like only have the queen in our mind (laughs) and don't have the fact that the administration actually did something to, you know, for the time being help help people so that people weren't paying more for their goods Huge is just such to me a failure of messaging and a failure of breaking things down in a way that are understandable to the average American. Like this couldn't be more kitchen table politics or whatever you want to say it. Like the idea that freight would not be able to move across 40% of our freight wouldn't be able to move across the country. And that's something that like was a blip and was avoided is, I don't know. Let alone what Michael said, there's not enough trucks. There's been a lot of legislation from our young politicians about truck, the shortage of truck drivers. Right. Right. And And creating incentives and stuff. You have to be over a certain age, not 18 to drive trucks uh, uh, across states. Would you guys trust an 18 year old to drive a truck? Hell no. (laughs) If they were subject to drug tests, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd be fine with that. I mean, hair samples. <laughs> um, but actually, yeah. kind of fun, kind of funny this happened because uh, I missed our our talk last week because mm-hmm. I was in Italy and uh, they yeah. had they had a train strike. Really? Well, they have and a I lot want, of strikes in Italy. They, yeah. Of course, every time you're in Europe, there's a, a strike. Yeah. You know, but like, yeah. there's no espresso in the cabin. Yeah. Ice cream. <laughs> the day baguettes go on strike, yeah. I might freak out. But <laughs> well, but, uh, baguettes themselves, the, what's that, interesting, the actual bread goes. I think to, <laughs> to look at the Republican and Democrat point of view on this train strike issue, obviously, it, it's a very big win, albeit potentially temporary for the Biden administration and then vis-a-vis Democrats. Um, but Republicans had been pushing for Uh, basically Congress to impose a settlement, right? So basically mandate that they find a deal. Mm. And Democrats didn't want this because it was going to negatively upset the unions. So it's like, and then of course, Republicans wanted to, to leverage that. So it was kind of this interesting sort of legislative game that has obviously now hopefully averted a pretty big crisis for the time being, but they're still not out of the woods yet. Yeah. That was informative. Thank you. Anthony just feels so smart. All right. Might be the, might be the vodka talking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, I'm going to take us home with my, with my tweet, which is actually not a tweet. It was a quote that was, or like a video that was tweeted. Tweeted. (laughs) Oh, good luck getting me to edit that out. (laughs) Who's been drinking more here? Wow. Are you uh, even drinking actually? No, I'm not even drinking. What the marijuana infused kombucha? No, no, I'm. Oh my God, that was embarrassing. All right, so Um, tell us about your tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. It's a quote. Of course, we need to authorize. I'm sorry, I need to go back. This is about Puerto Rico and the hurricane, which has now moved on to the Dominican Republic. Awesome. Of course, we need to authorize funds, but frankly, this is an opportunity for us to really fund a just transition on the island and not just try to build things back the way they were, but to make major investments in bringing power lines underground, making sure we're 
funding renewable and renewables, community solar cooperatives, et cetera. I'm sorry. Democrat. Now I can't speak, but you got the Democrat. gist of it. Democrat right. renewables <sighs> loves an Island. Hmm. Mm. I'm thinking somebody from Florida. Uh-uh. Stephanie Murphy. Ooh, that's a good guess. I just jumped good in guess, there. That's no. a Florida. very good guess. Um, okay, is it not Florida? She's a lady, but not from Florida. Not from Florida. Okay, oh, well, so I'm giving you some help, Michael. Who's 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 into tech investment? Who's a lady? Um, and renewables. Renewables. Maybe as a manufacturing from our 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 lady. Haley Stevens. Ooh, good, okay. good guess. Michael, you get one guess, and then I'm I love it. You're just eliminating people. Yeah, <laughs> I would perfect. think I would think a little bit more extreme than those two. Mm. AOC. AOC. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, right. AOC, who is Puerto Rican of Puerto oh, Rican descent. Really? Yeah, her dad's family is Puerto Rican. I thought she was from the Bronx. Hold on, I'm well, confused. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Should we explain immigration again? Sure. Um, okay, Listen, anyway. I loved the movie In the Heights. Oh, Lin-Manuel is just a genius. Oh, God. Um, no, actually, okay. it's a great show. Great show. Get good reviews. It is. Um, so anyway, yeah. So AOC uh, was videoed by a reporter and said this in her statement about Puerto Rico. I'm sure, again, this is something people have heard about. There was a Category 3 hurricane that went through the island this week. Um, this airs on Monday. So it was last week and is now tearing through the Dominican Republic in Puerto Rico, 760,000 customers don't have water. Currently there was a power blackout on huge swaths of the Island. There are almost 2000 people in shelters and almost a hundred wow. pets in shelters. No. Um, no. and the residents there are doubting that the government is going to help them. And the most exacerbating piece of this, which is kind of what AOC is talking about, is that this was five years to the day after Hurricane Maria, which was incredibly destructive. Wow. And there are still 3,000 homes on the island covered by, by blue tarps that have not been wow. repaired. And the power system in Puerto Rico, which was previously managed by the government, was transitioned over to a private company but the grid is still super dated and um, hmm. not really working properly. And so I guess my question for you guys is like, what she's basically saying is the investment that the Trump administration and Congress in 2017 made in Puerto Rico was not enough. And it's not like we even have to beat that now. It's like we have to come up with a full plan to basically modernize an island that is a part of our country right. and we have a responsibility to um, as such. There's part of this that I love what she's doing and also what I hate. Okay. Elaborate. Okay. So, mm -hmm. so let me, let me just shed some light. Yeah. Do um, please do the, the fact that they expect the grid <laughs> to be rebuilt within the last hurricane was in 20 to four years ago, five years ago, no. five years ago to be done in five years, very short amount of time frame for that to even happen. Um, honestly, uh, it was very good that the Trump administration did give them money, although they were very late in the 2017, you know, issuing uh, federal funds for them. Mm -hmm. So uh, Puerto Rico was very well set up. Like they had one warehouse back in 2017, 
this time they had four or five warehouses full of supplies. But like, what I love about this is a Democrat is actually saying, uh, oh, it wasn't enough money. We actually need to, needed this to be rebuilt earlier. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the grid system in the U.S. is complete shit. Yeah. Right. Total shit. Right. Right. And for it to even be rebuilt, which is, by the way, usually stopped by the far left sometimes for developers, like good freaking luck. Unfortunately, what we're all going to be subjected to, and sorry, I'm two and a half shots deep at this point, <laughs> but it's going to be go, go, go. huge natural disasters uh, for us to even think about fixing the grid. Right. And then it might fix, then it might destroy our broken grid. And then we'll have to put tens of billions of dollars into trying to get it rebuilt immediately. Well, it's what happened with that freeze in Texas last year. It like right. exposed that the grid was all messed up, but then there was a bunch of political debate over who exactly whose fault it was, how it should be funded, et cetera. No. I think that, well, sorry, go ahead, Michael. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I think this is a great example of like the disconnect sometimes between politics and reality. Mm. And so when we look at, you know, the politics of passing a trillion dollar infrastructure bill, right, might give political fodder and talking points on either side. But the reality is, is that even that isn't enough. Isn't enough. That's yeah. going to make a dent in updating our, our national infrastructure, right? So Puerto Rico is just a, a very specific example, to your point, Anthony, of like the broader infrastructure, you know, failings of this country, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the reality is, I think the other thing this brings up, and I'm interested to know what you guys think is like, you know, obviously Puerto Rico is a territory. It's not yeah. a state. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the future of Puerto Rico as so, it relates to the U.S.? And I'm what you- is what do they want? What do we want? And what does that relationship look so like? I'm glad that you asked because I yeah. have some insight on that that I was looking up when I was digging into this. So okay. about five years ago, um, when Hurricane Maria hit, there was a survey in Puerto Rico 97% of Puerto Ricans wanted to be a state. Okay. But then wow. in the election there, only 23%, there was only 23% voter turnout. So there's a big huh. disconnect there between what people want sort of from a personal citizen level and what, and how enge- political engagement works in, um, on the Island. Hmm. The other thing that's really interesting is that they are operated by their own government. Right. And there was legislation under Obama that restructured Puerto Rico's debt, which at the time was $72 million. And what he did was he created a board that took over Puerto Rico's finances Mm -hmm. and basically created kind of an oversight board of how to remanage the money of the island, which in theory, I am guessing to the people who like came up with it, they thought was a good idea to kind of streamline and everything, but advocates on the ground who have seen the aftermath of this say that that level of sort of big oversight only really has hurt poverty on the Island. And I think, again, it goes to what you just said, Michael, the disconnect between people, their daily lives and the politics, um, that, you know, they are governed by. I think there's a lot of energy in getting Puerto Rico statehood not just by Puerto Ricans, by Puerto Rican American, I shouldn't say Puerto Rican Americans, but mainland Americans of Puerto Rican descent. Mm -hmm. And also a lot of members of Congress like AOC, Um, the representative from Puerto Rico who doesn't get a vote, but she's a representative 
she is all for statehood. She's also a Republican. So it will be interesting to see, you know, these natural disasters make these things newsworthy. Yeah. I don't know how much leverage we're going to get going forward. I think that, you know, my guess is that Puerto Rico would be a pretty democratic vote. So I don't think that Republicans want that, but also their representative is Republican. So maybe I'm wrong. And maybe the Hispanic vote, which we've seen change will make a difference in how yeah. each side views it. But I, I do think that most Puerto Ricans want to be a state and just to take it all back to the queen. Um, you know, I think that this is an example that a lot of activists are saying is sort of leftover colonialism from when America acquired it as a territory in 1898. Wow. Scene. All right. Well, on that note, gang, I think it's time to refill Wait, I have a PSA. Anthony. I have oh. a PSA. You have to listen to me talk for one more minute. Okay. When we're recording this, it is National Voter Registration Week. So, number one PSA, make sure you're registered. What does that mean, Anna? <laughs> make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure everyone in your life is registered to vote. I think that's a great idea. <laughs>